Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to The Forbes Factor. Yes, it is 2023 for those of you who are keeping up with the times, what an interesting times we live in. And I am live streaming on my Facebook. If you are there, welcome, welcome. <clears throat> if you are listening through Voice America, you know much we care about you. And through all the other platforms, always leave a like, a comment, share with someone, do a little social currency, because we don't charge you for the information, right? All right, so today I'm very excited. I have been teaching in my in my life a thing called the 10 days of pitching. And I said, you know, why don't I take that and encapsulate that into my very first broadcast for 2023. Uh, I'm thrilled to be doing this live. I love the subject. I love what I get to talk about. And as always, I am here for you guys. Let's talk about my favorite topic, the topic of pitching. Uh, and it'll be a, a intense but relatively quick tutorial. For those of you who are listening, on what makes a really good pitch. All right, so shall we get started? So the first thing that's really important when it comes to pitching is what is a pitch? For me, guys, a pitch is a highly strategic conversation designed to get a yes from someone else. And one of the things that I'm gonna share with you is that so many of you, when you are pitching, aren't really talking to somebody, don't really understand the outcome, and often surprised when you get a yes. I would like to reformat all of that thinking, okay? Take a sip of water to start with. I would grab a notebook and a pen because what I'm offering up to you, I think, is pretty prime information that everybody should need to know if you're in business of any kind. I would do it if you were a kid and want to get your own way, whether it's in school or your parents. I would do it if you own a small business. I would do it if you work for someone and want to pitch your idea, get a promotion. There's so many reasons to master this art of pitching. And the first part of the conversation is that you have to stop thinking about you. Very often when people pitch something, they find an item. Let's just assume I'm holding a pen in my hand. And the first thing they say is, oh my gosh, I love this pen. I love what it's done for me. It's the greatest thing I've ever found. I, 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 I. And the truth is, while that may be nice and all, what does it do for me, the listener? If the pen solves my problem of that it's erasable ink or non-erasable ink or whatever it is I'm looking for, and you have my solution, I'm going to want it. I have a very groundbreaking concept. I don't believe in avatars. Although I love the movie Avatar. Oh, yes, yes, I saw the second one in 3D. I have to say it was spectacular. But when it comes to you discovering what your ideal client is, I don't care. <clears throat> Not that I don't care, but it seems like a wasted conversation, my ideal client. You know what? My ideal client is whoever has the problem I'm solving. And for me, when it comes to pitching, like I said, you could be a kindergartner who wants to get your own way with your mom at home. You could be someone who owns a lawn and garden company and wants to get more employees. Or you could be the CEO of a multi-million dollar company. I don't care. You're all my customers because you all want to level up your communication skills and what? Get what you want. And I can't say this enough about getting what you want. So that is what life is about. That's what success is about, getting what you want and not hurting the other person. I love having a win-win scenario. That's the best of both worlds, but definitely getting what you want is what pitching is all about. And you want someone else to take an action based on your thoughts or ideas. Okay, so if you're listening to this live, it is once again the beginning of a new year. But for me, I don't care. It could be the beginning of a new day, a new hour, a new week, a new month. It's always the beginning of something. That's a very, very artificial way of looking at life. I'm going to start my diet on Monday. Well, it's Wednesday. I can't, I mean, it means I get to splurge Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm sure you can hear the head games that you're doing. Don't do, don't do head games. Just decide today is the day we're starting. So today is day one of you listening to me and taking action. And so whenever we get to this new step, I have a wonderful song from Matthew West called Day One. Uh, it's day one of the rest of your life. It's day, it's, it's a beautiful song because it doesn't matter what day you decide is day one. For us today is day one. And what that means is <clears throat> if you follow these little actionable steps that I'm going to give you throughout this presentation, you're going to understand that 
Acquiring what you want and moving forward is based on a formula, based on steps. The first step of which is to acknowledge that you're deciding that today is day one. Very often you're like, oh, it's like every other day. Uh, no, today is day one. Today is going to be different. Today I'm going to look at things thing different eyes, make some different decisions, and consequently <clears throat> have some different results. And I said that loud so that you pay attention, because I think what I'm talking about is important, okay? So number one, moving forward for this day one of my new year, I'm, I always love coming up with a word. Um, I've had lots of different words. I've had from unstoppable to perseverance to, uh, uh, I had a phrase one year called, you get what you tolerate, don't do that anymore. But this particular year, um, day one for me is about implementation. How do I take all the ideas, all the things I've learned and take action? And if the phrase finishing is happiness is important, and I think it is, we're going to get some shit done. I have a training called GSD, get shit done with Forbes. In fact, if you go to gsdwithforbes.com, you will find my training. It's a very, very powerful training because it doesn't talk about theory. What it does is it literally outlines step-by-step how to get things done. That is including opening a Google Doc, learning how to do breakdown of a situation, learning how to chunk down ideas, learning how to delegate. All of that is in GSD. Very, very powerful training. So implementation is my word. Your first assignment here is what is your word for the year? If you're listening wherever you are, take a moment. If I were to look at the next 365 days of wherever I am, what might I want that when I look back on it to go, wow, that was the year of, I would love to look back next year and go, that was the year of implementation. I made $10 million because I made new books and new courses and new students and new systems and processes. Bam. Why do I always start like, oh, it's day one. I have no idea what's coming. I hope it's going to be good. Well, don't hope. If you get on a plane, do you hope it lands? If you do, I do not want to fly with you. So what is this hope thing? I'm not hoping. It's day one. I'm getting on an airplane going from LA to New York, and I fully expect to get off in New York. Completely fine. Able to do whatever it is I want to do. So that's how I'm starting this year. My implementation year, I'm going to look back. I'm going, wow. I got one major implementation done every month. It means I got 12 things finished, not started, finished. Wow, that's cool. I have a new book coming out called ABCs of Pitching. I have a new course coming out called the One Minute to Millions Train. I got all kinds of things. If you want to know more, be more, and hang out with us, just go to ForbesRiley.com. All that information is there. All right. So as I step this out, step by step by step, I have, in fact, 10 steps to share with you. The one is just the welcome and the word. Second, number two, pitching. Pitching is about making a request. Oh, just like a big yawn. Oh, I need some oxygen. Is uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. I apologize. <laughs> How funny is that? Um, I love also, to be fair with all of you, as we're coming off of this new year, I've been dealing with a really bad space of COVID, bout of COVID. Uh, just took me to my core. For eight days, I was in Mexico, unable to leave the hotel room for most of it. I came home. It's been another eight days or so, and I've just been exhausted. Brain frog. Brain frog. (laughs) And I apologize if I'm a little out of my head. I have every intention of delivering the content, but I'm dealing with a little bit of fogginess. I can feel it. But I'm here anyway, and hopefully, not hopefully, can't say hopefully, I'm excited to see that you're listening. All right. So thinking we start talking about pitching. What is pitching? Why am I known as the queen of pitch? Well, let's get started. If you've never heard of me, my name is Forbes Riley. Forbes is in the magazine. And I've been pitching my entire life. I started when I was 16 years old, pitching myself to be Miss Teenage New York in the Miss Teenage America pageant. I got so far, didn't really get the gold ring of Miss Teenage America, but who knows? Sometimes you learn more from not getting everything you want than actually getting everything you want. And now you're going to hear me talk about that word actually in just a few moments. Uh, I then went on to do infomercials and live home shopping. Well, infomercials is a 30-minute pitch to camera that you as a listener probably experienced in the middle of the night because that's the only time you can get 30 minutes of airtime. Or maybe as a two-minute during the day watching your favorite, favorite news program or soap opera. Yeah, you heard Billy Mays a lot. Hey, I'm Billy Mays and I got oxygen. Well, I'm Forbes Riley and I've got the Jacqueline Juicer and the Montel Williams Health Master Blender and I've got... This product with Billy Mays and this product with um, 
George Foreman and this product with whoever, lots of products. I did uh, 195 of them. I did products with Tony Little. I did Tony Horton from Beach Bodies. I did certainly Body by Jake. Uh, I've had a lot of amazing guest people that I've worked with over the years. And consequently, we sold over two and a half billion dollars worth of product. I know it's a pretty big number, right? Two and a half billion dollars. Yeah, it means that I pretty much nailed this pitch thing. And then I walked across the street to home shopping. That is QVC, HSN, the shopping channel. There's a lot of them around the world. I've been on five different continents. Uh, yeah, everything but uh, Alaska and Australia. Um, teaching, preaching, and promoting products. Sometimes doing million-dollar days. It's been an extraordinary life. And I've learned a lot of things about this word pitching that most of you don't seem to comprehend. And consequently, you're fighting yourself. And the most important one, I think, is words. So we're going to get to a thing I call pitching vocab. Words that you should use, shouldn't use, could use, can use, don't use, that you don't even realize you're using. So we're going to start out with a series of words that I really find very offensive. And they are basically actually like, you know, an um. Basically actually like, you know, an um. I told you I have a little bit of brain fog going on. If you say to me, I'm going to do a task and plan to accomplish it by this date, I respect you a lot. Whether you do or don't get the date, I still respect you. But if you say, well, I actually think that I might be trying to do this because, you know, like, well, um, I don't respect you. I don't respect you because the level of communication, even with yourself, is not accurate, clear, specific, and measurable. You're not a business person. You're, you're, my, you're my kid. Kids talk like that. Well, you know, like, basically, actually, I'm not going to do that. That's okay when you're 14. But when you're a business person and you say, I'm, I'm doing a book, and the deadline is February 25th, like, well, so basically I'm writing this book about, well, um, you know, actually like, you know, it's so hard to write a book and you know, go on, sorry, you go on and on and on. I'm not interested in that. And I don't mean interested in me personally, guys. Don't take me out of the equation. As a listener, as a buyer, as a partner, as a JV investor, they want to hear buzzwords that make them want to take action. Okay. So the exercise with this is to notice that you say these words. Go back and listen to a recording you did, maybe a summit or a, maybe recorded a Zoom call. How many times did you use these words? Because the biggest thing I hear is you don't know you've used them. Well, I didn't realize I was saying that. Well, it's irrelevant whether you realize you were saying it. You are saying it. You are responsible for what you say. It comes out of your mouth. So let's take some responsibility. And then what do you tolerate with people around you? Do you tolerate other people playing small and talking that way? couple of other words that really undermine who and what you're up to. The word trying. Well, I tried. I'm trying to do this. No, I really, I've tried. No one cares. Uh, a lot of people tried to go to the moon in the late 1960s. They only care about the one guy who walked on a Neil Armstrong. I don't remember the name of the guys who tried to get up there. Hmm. Well, I tried to win a gold medal, but I came in last. Well, number one, you didn't try as hard, and if that's what you could have done, you shouldn't have been in the race in the first place. Hmm. You either won or you lost. And again, it comes back to responsibility. That should be a word for some people for this year. Take responsibility for your actions. Stop blaming everyone else. Well, they told me that I couldn't do it, and I tried to do it. And you hear all these excuses. Let's put an X. Let's put an X to the excuses. Out of here. You are no longer part of my life. You're an excuse. I like that. Excuses. The other thing, too, that's important is the little languaging with which you tell yourself who and what you are. <gasps> I'm so nervous. This is hard. I have been struggling. Ugh. Again, nobody cares. It's not really that hard if you compare ditch digging to writing a paragraph for an essay. Hmm, it's not as hard as you think. Oh, it's so hard to get up in the morning. Well, it's so hard to sit in prison for 25 years. Which one? What are you talking about? Stop saying words that don't serve you. Well, I'm struggling to do this. Stop struggling. I'm no longer struggling. That's so cool. I'm not struggling to do this. Did you hear what I just said? If I'm not struggling, it must be easier to do. I could get that accomplished with a little bit more effort. This will work out just fine. Stop saying you're nervous. I'm excited. I'm overjoyed. I'm a little jiggly giggly. That's great. Those are words that make you smile. <clears throat> nervous makes you go, oh, I'm so nervous. So cancel, cancel to all the baloney words that I just said. They no longer exist in your life, and I'm glad. Let's get rid of things that do, don't serve us. Things that don't serve us need to go away. People who don't serve us need to go away. Yes, yes. Isn't this a fun way to start the new year with Forbes Riley? Fun with Forbes Riley. I'm popping onto, Insta, uh, onto, onto Facebook right now just so I can see 
who is listening live. <clears throat> I love when you listen live. Obviously, if you're hearing this and it's recorded, it's no longer live. But I do spend a lot of time on my fan page and I just absolutely enjoy the notion of communicating with you guys. It really just, it, it just makes me wiggly jiggly and fun and loving. Okay, to that note, all right, so words. Words, very, very important. Uh, teamwork. Teamwork is only effective if you are doing your job on the team. And that goes in anything in life. Are you an effective person in your home? Do you, are you the cook? Are you the cleaner? Are you the person who makes the beds? Someone has to do those things or you have to hire those out. But when you show up for, uh, you're pitching a product, you're on a, on a summit, you're on a clubhouse, and you finally get a chance to pitch, and your pitch, not what you're doing doesn't work, but your pitch sucks. That's like saying it's okay to come to your house as a plumber, but I didn't really bring all the tools. I would look at you as a plumber going, then you're not a professional plumber, I'm not going to pay you, you don't show up with just a wrench. You show up with all the kind of different socket things because you know what it takes to be a plumber. I know what it takes to be a pitcher. If you don't know what I'm talking about, or you are curious, go to ForbesRally.com, check out one of my trainings. Guys, I've been teaching this for years. I love teaching pitching, and pitching is not about, you can't learn to swim from a book, you cannot learn to pitch from a book. What you're hearing today is great concepts, great ideas, I'm gonna ask questions, I'm gonna push buttons, but if you truly want to become a better pitcher, you gotta step up to the plate and pitch. Yeah, you gotta get in the game with these new tools, practice them and let them reinforce you. Right to that end. Where do you start? Oh, I don't know where to start pitching. I have so many ideas. Number one, let's narrow it down. Let's narrow it down. When you go to the buffet, which I don't love buffets because they put food out. It's not custom made for you. It's kind of just sitting out there. But let's say you do. And you see all these different choices. How do you navigate a buffet? And I'd be curious to know how you navigate a buffet. Do you immediately go to the dessert like my dad? I'm going to the dessert first because I can eat that. I see and I want it. Okay. Uh, then my mother would go to the most expensive. Oh, they're serving crab legs and shrimp. They want you to fill up on that salad and garbanzo garbage, but I want to eat the expensive stuff first. Love my mother. Uh, and then there's my, my sister who would pick out nothing with gluten. I don't eat anything with cheese in it. Okay, that's how she would navigate the buffet. And then there's me, and I'm thinking, I'm hungry. I'll take a little bit. I don't look like I'm greedy, so I'll put a little portion. I always put too much, and I never really enjoy it. Because I have a feeling like I have to eat all of it, or I have to have a little bit of all, taste all of it. But notice four different strategies for navigating the buffet. Oh, might there be different strategies for how you navigate the buffet of your life? Yes, there are. And that is the most important thing to understand. There's definitely ways to navigate life. And I'm a huge fan of us getting to understand how this whole life thing works, okay? I'm looking to find you guys on Facebook and still not seeing the, the live feed. I see feeds from earlier today. Facebook's been a little wonky with me and then they, 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 they totally deleted one of my recordings. So I thought it was unusual. Maybe I talk too much. Maybe I offer too many free things is what we concluded. Who knows? All right. So we're talking right now about where do you start? For me, you start at the end. What did I just say? You start at the end. What that means is a pitch is not a conversation. A pitch is not, hey, weather's great today, isn't it? Yeah, who won the ball game? Not, it's not news, it's not politics. A pitch is only when you want to get an exchange of energy, of money, of time. Pitch you to come to my charity event, pitch you to hang out on my radio show, pitch you to be my radio show guest, pitch me to pay money to be a radio, whatever it is, you're pitching for something, so you must know what it is. If you win this conversation, if you pitched it and it worked, what do you get? Well, uh, I'm going to pitch that I want to sell you this beautiful, uh, it's not his mother of pearl ring. I, I have the ring. I want you to get the ring. So I'm not going to start with how beautiful the ring is or how amazing I think it is. And it's just gorgeous. It fits my hand. Look how nice it looks. It was a gift from my daughter. Oh, it's just fun. Why would I do that? That's not the end. The end, sorry, wrong finger. The end is I want you to enjoy this mother of pearl ring. So I might start with the benefits of how a mother of pearl makes the wearer feel special or how giving this as a gift to someone that you love signifies a very deep and treasured relationship. And so I'm starting with the end in mind. 
Once I've established that the end is I want you to have this ring, I'm going to work it backwards going, well, then why am I the one selling the ring? Well, because my daughter bought it for me and it's a very special relationship for me. And when I read about Mother of Pearl, I realized it's about deepening connection with someone that you love, preferably a female. And so if you were to get this for your daughter or your mother or your niece, it symbolizes the idea that just like my daughter and I, you have got this union that's unbreakable, right? You want the ring. The funny thing is I want the ring right now. <laughs> that's what good pitching will do to you, okay? So that is really where you start. Then you work it backwards and you start to figure out, well, who am I in this equation? Why am I promoting this? What relationship do I have to the product? Too often, and you'll see this in my Sunday class, guys, come every Sunday to Pitch secrets master class write that down sign in come come visit every week you'll see me do this you'll see people just start to babble about well you know the mother of pearl is a four thousand year old blah 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 and the sterling silver behind this is great i don't care about that i just want to know why do i personally want to buy the ring i know this sounds it sounds so simple when i say it and then i hear you guys do it and i'm continually blown away by you not truly grasping these basic, basic concepts. But then I can't fault you because I've been eating my entire life and I'm still not a very good cook. So I get it. That's why I continue to hammer this, give away free content, give away paid content, teach classes. And even if I gave you all the content in the world, the best thing for you to do is to come spend time with me coaching you. That is my greatest gift in this entire world of pitching is hearing what you do and how to improve and customizably your pitch. All right, that's always open. Go to ForbesRide.com, figure out how to come coach with me. Uh, wonderful. All right, so who are you? Well, I like to, in my one minute to millions world, I really distill this down to three words. I believe that if you can say what you're up to, again, just one portion of it. Today, you're just an award-winning author. Tomorrow, you can be the world's greatest tap dancer one thing at a time at the buffet here of life. And if you can distill what you do down to three words, you have such a clear picture in your mind of who you are. And consequently, in the listener's mind, they have crystal clarity. Crystal clarity equals to sales and money. And I promise, again, the secrets to life are right here. So if you said, hi, my name is Forbes Riley, and I am a woman who loves teaching other people how to pitch and get their products below them. Or I could just say, hey, my name is Forbes Riley. I'm known as the queen of pitch. Whoa. Yeah. Not only am I the queen of pitch, then if I'm going to go be something else, I'm the inventor of spin gym. I'm a flabby arms worst nightmare. Sometimes you can use for it. If I said, hey, everybody, my name is Forbes Riley. I'm flabby arms worst nightmare. You would immediately go, what? And in the game of pitching, you always want people to go, what? You want them to listen and ask questions and say yes. And then I would take out my little handheld spin gym. I said, yes, I'm a flabby arms worst nightmare because I created the spin gym, a handheld fitness product that rotates so quickly with its resistance that your arms tighten and tone in less than three weeks. Wow, that's an interesting. The next sentence is, an example of what I've achieved is I've sold over two and a half million of these things and have gotten hundreds of thousands of thank yous from cheerleaders to grandmothers about how amazingly sexy their arms look. Now what I'm up to is getting a spin gym in the hands of everybody who sits at a Zoom desk, everybody who works, who goes to the gym, who doesn't go to the gym. Oh, right. Everybody. Everybody who's got arms. Few of my people don't have arms. Some of them use their feet to do with it. Some of them use their hooks because they've got artificial arms. I have to tell you, this works on your heart, your core, your back, your stability, and everybody should have a spin gym. And then I would end it. Well, there's one more sentence about, I grew up with a mom who was always overweight and I watched her struggle. So having a, a portable piece of handheld equipment, my mission is that everybody enjoys this. And then you want to reach out to me at shop spin gym, two, three words, shopspingym.com to get yours right now. Well, that's a beautiful pitch. It's so concise. It doesn't ramble. It doesn't, and it's less than a minute. If you can do yours in less than a minute, you win it. If you do it less than a minute, you win it. Did you hear it right here first? You did. You heard it here first. 
And that's, that's the God's honest truth is that when you begin to pitch and you have a mastery of this skill, your entire life becomes more fun. You become more engaging. People are more interested in listening to you and it's, it'll end up being the absolute time of your life. Okay. Does that sound like fun? It does. It does. Okay. So now we talk about your name. Very, very interesting thing about your name. Oh my goodness. What's your name? No, no, no. What is your name? Come on. What's your name? Now you've been saying your name so many times throughout your life that many of you don't think about it. Well, hi, my name is nice to meet you. Uh Oh, uh Oh, if you're the listener, you don't know what the name is. You are so screwed. Can't call that person anymore. Right? Can't say, Hey, Hey, you get their name. Now it's not up to you to get their name. It's more up to them to give the name in a way that's listenable. And so here's a little tip. When you say your name, Hey, my name is Forbes Riley. Take a beat and let it sink in. I'll have an example right here of, of, a, of a girl who just submitted uh, something in. That's her name is, let's say her name is Mary Sue. And her introduction is like, hi, my name is Mary Sue and I'm up to what I'm known as. And it was so fast that you don't realize this little tiny pause. Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley. I want to welcome you to today's program. Really, really needed, very, very important. Okay. Oh, how are we doing on the tips here? Good? Excellent. Um, and to, 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 to that end, I want to talk about how you get to be memorable. Okay. Very important to when you're pitching, have the other person remember you or you made an impression on them. You were uh, aware enough and you were interesting enough that I wanted to to remember you, right? Really, really important that you get remembered. Now you don't need to be totally silly, but if what you're doing works and makes sense, you will be in fact wildly memorable. All right, so you guys, we have been working on the first half of our show today on the art and science of getting the perfect pitch. I'm gonna take a quick break as my mouth is incredibly dry. That's what you get, like I said, being a little sick with COVID, but we'll be right back after this message, don't go away. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome back. We are focusing on the art of pitching, brought to you by Forbes Riley, known as the queen of what? Yeah, the queen of pitch. So we're talking about where you start your pitch, and I'd say that you start at the end. What is it that you want? 
And everything that you do is geared towards getting someone else to have or want what you already have, right? And here's the funny thing about a pitch. Would you be willing to stop talking if the person said yes before you got to the end of your pitch? Yeah, you really should. Not everybody does. But that is where you go, oh, great. You know what? I don't have to tell you what, what I was going to tell you my entire life story. Oh, you want to buy my book anyway? Yeah. Hello. Stop talking. I know that sounds just crazy, but that is in fact what you want to do with clarity, with precision, with confidence, those big three C's. What are you known as? I love this idea. If you guys want more information on how to understand to do what I'm telling you to do, you simply go to www one minute to millions with an s.com one minute to millions.com uh, one minute to millions.com and what you'll get there is a step-by-step blueprint the outline so that you truly can play along and get what you want and maybe even make a video that's one minute long so you can make money in your sleep that's my favorite kind of money i wake up in a lot of different venues and there was more money in the account than there was the night before when i went to bed very exciting okay so um, the, what are you known as now, we're also sharing with your name and how to take a moment and pause after you say your name because your name matters more than you realize. I know you know it, but when you're a professional, you say it, you take a quick little pause before you keep going. And most people never think about all these subliminals. They think, wow, she's really talented and very articulate and clear. Okay. Now, when it comes to pitching, what are you pitching? There's a whole thing called features and benefits that you understand what you are promoting to somebody else and why they want it. And it really comes down to a couple of factors, one of which is called features and benefits. So if I've got a glass, like I'm holding in my hand, if you're listening, you can't see it, but it's a glass of a little brown tea. And it's a beveled kind of, you know, not a tall glass and not a tumbler. Why would you, the listener, want this glass? Well, you might want to say one of the things when I'm I've got a glass on camera and many of you are on Zoom calls when you're drinking, is that if the glass does not have some texture to it, it looks kind of funny. It looks like it's a see-through thing you're holding in your hand. So the beautiful thing about having a beveled glass on camera, to always drink a little liquid that has a contrasting color so people can think you're not just drinking vodka, who knows. I'm working on why do you want this glass? Or in my other hand, I'm holding the ring. Why does a person want that ring? Well, what is it? Uh, what is it made out of? Is it more valuable than, you know, why do you spend a dollar on a cheap steel ring and a million dollars on a diamond ring? It just has a rock in the center of a thing. Well, we've established that there's more value to the rock we call a diamond, and we can prove it, and it has criteria. But in essence, at the end of the freaking day, a diamond has no more value than a piece of uh, that a piece of rock it just doesn't it's one's a mineral one's a, they're both rocks on some level but well the cool thing about a diamond is it's hard enough to cut other diamonds and it can cut things but so could a really sharp piece of steel so you really have to go, wait why do we pay more for a thing we call a diamond do we call a ruby because it looks pretty oh it sparkles Okay, is that the entire reason we love bling? That's why we pay so much more for a diamond ring with a big rock on it. Think about it, just a rock. It could be yellow rock, green rock, red rock. It's just a rock. We've established that there's only a few of those on the entire planet that are that perfect or beautiful or children, whatever the criteria is. But it's only worth something because we've all agreed that it's worth something. Mm, let me say that again. We've all agreed it's worth something because we all agree it's worth it. And if you take this principle, oh, this is such a beautiful principle. When my parents bought their home on Long Island, New York, it was a small three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, 1,300-square-foot home. Not very large at all. I believe they paid 60 thousand dollars for it. And in the 1959, that was incredibly middle class. Uh, and but that's what they could afford. That's what they could afford to get this mortgage on. That's what they could afford to do, and they did. Well, when I went to sell that house many years later with my sister, oh my gosh, it had gone up 600 times. The house was worth like $360,000. Do you know that $360,000 house, when my parents were growing up, that would have been a mega mansion. Six, they, 600 times. I then sold it when they died 20 some odd years ago with my sister. 
And today, that home, yeah, is over $600,000. I'm blown away that anyone would pay $600,000 for a tiny, small, nothing house in a very quiet, sleepy neighborhood. How can that, what, $600,000 doesn't even make sense to me. How could you pitch that to somebody? Well, the times have changed, perspective things are changed, and it's like, wow, that's, that's what it goes for. Dang! If my parents lived in a $600,000 house, oh, that would have been like a 20-room mansion back then. So we all agree on certain things. We all, and, and as times change, your job, I think, as a pitcher is to understand how the times change, who people are, what they perceive differently. Now, in 2023, you can go into a store, get on an airplane, or shake someone's hand without a mask. In fact, when people look wearing a mask, they look at you like, what's wrong with you? You're so weird. Is there no more COVID? Is there no more flu? No, we just don't wear masks anymore. Two years ago, if you went somewhere without a mask, we, my husband and I almost got kicked out of a restaurant because we were not allowed to walk the 13 steps from the podium of the, of the hostess to the table without a mask to then sit down and not have to wear one. People were nuts. So pitching has a lot to do with you understanding the common sense of the people in that moment. You can't pitch something 10 years ago. That's why infomercials don't work as well as they did now. You have to change the entire concept. We see and hear things differently. We have different values than we did a few years ago. And as I've learned by being on five continents, when you're pitching things, everybody values things differently. And yes, they do value them culturally. Italians, certain Italians, value and many more times in american value quality of craftsmanship in america i don't think we think about craftsmanship at all we don't look at how our clothes are stitched or we just don't maybe in cars we do but overall we let a lot of things slide and then we'll just go buy a name brand if we assume we want great workmanship in italy they have a different sensibility in germany they have a different sense of accuracy in the asia they have a different sense of what they enjoy and it's really important when you're pitching that you have to realize who you're pitching to you have to realize who you're pitching to. And then I will you know, wrap this up by saying that pitching is a lot like clothes. But Forbes, you seem to have a lot of pitches. You have like this, this elevator pitch or a product pitch or a feature benefits in your pitch. How do I know when to do what? What a great question. The answer is, I don't have a freaking clue. <laughs> Did I say that? No, the answer is I don't. In the same way that I don't know what to tell you what outfit to wear to a birthday party. You're you. If I said you should wear a really fancy, sparkly dress to a birthday party because it's always about celebrating it, you might go, heck no. I wear flannel shirts and jeans to everything and I don't need to be told to wear a, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take offense. You see how that's just like, what a weird conversation, right? If you're going to a formal wedding and you know it's black tie, guess what? You're going to wear a black tie. But then the girl's got to go, wow, what color do I wear? How do I decide? Maybe if it's a wedding, I don't wear white. Maybe if it's the Oscars, I do wear gold. Who knows? But see all the questions that you ask you? Same thing happens in a pitch. You've got to dig down and go, well, who am I pitching right now? What do they want to hear from me? What do I need to be doing? And it's not one standard pitch. Otherwise, you'd be wearing one standard outfit that you got. And I, by the way, I have my favorite outfits. The problem with that is that it gets taken pictures of, and then all of a sudden people don't want to see you in it because they don't want to hear the same tired old pitch either. They want to hear something that looks briny, shiny, and new, even if it's the same product you're pitching. I still pitch Spin Gym 12 years later. I love my Spin Gym, okay? But I don't pitch it the same way I did 12 years ago. And I don't pitch it the same way I do to a guy as a girl, younger, older, teenage, overweight, really super fit. All of those factors, every one of those factors, so I don't care how you view them, they're factors in what makes that person decide if they want my product. They're a hip, you know, uh, chic cheerleader, then they want my cool color ones. Whereas a person in the band might go, well, I don't need to be that fit, but I do want to have at least a bit more, you know, arm strength. They have a, you sell them a spin gym in a very different way if you're a band member than if you're a cheerleader. No judgment here. It's just a fact. And your job as a pitcher is to isolate and identify who the one is buying it right now. Well, Forbes, but I'm talking to a whole audience of people. That's okay. Here's my big secret about that. You're never talking to an audience. You're only ever talking to one person. I'm only talking to you right now. You had a great day at work. You didn't have a good day at work. You didn't go to work. You stayed in bed. You're a mom. Doesn't matter to me what you're doing. I know you're there. I can, I can feel you. 
I just saw you smile, right? Isn't that funny? You did just smile. How did I know that? Because I work with people all the time. I don't need to, I guess it's like a blind person who could see at some point, you know what, you can touch features, you can touch colors, you can see things in a different way. That's how I view people. I know that you're, uh, it doesn't matter, maybe you're in college, maybe you're busy reading, maybe your eyes hurt tonight, maybe you want a cup of coffee. I'm thinking about all of the different people because I know them. And I know that somebody who might be carrying a little extra weight doesn't always feel great about their body. Not everybody, but you. Yeah, yeah, could use to lose a few pounds. And if I said, if you do spin gym five minutes a day and you put on one of your favorite songs that you break a sweat, and I know from personal experience with my arms and everyone I've ever worked with, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, that when you do this for just five minutes a day, in about three weeks, you're going to go, oh my gosh, my arms feel so much tighter. How did that, that's so cool. Yeah, and you're going to write a thank you note to me and a review on my page and say, this is so cool. I want to really appreciate you for creating this great product. Love, love, love that. I also, in the same vein, know that you're going to respond with this word. I'm going to write a word down for the, if you're just listening, you won't know what I'm doing here. But I'm going to write down a, a word and I'm going to ask you a question. The question is, do you want to see something cool? One more time. Do you want to see something cool? Were you thinking what? Were you thinking yes? Well, I just wrote yes on a napkin if you didn't realize that. And for those of you who uh, were playing along, many of you, unless you're trying to fight me, said, yeah, I did. I'll say something cool. Sure. Well, if I already know that answer, that means as soon as I ask that question, I, got an, I have a moment, I have a window to show you my new product. So you want to see something cool? Yeah. Right. And that's when I put spinji in people's hands. They're like, oh, that's so cool. Then the job, the hardest job is to not talk because Nobody needs to be told how it feels. They feel it. They'll go, oh, wow, this is like, wow, I really feel it. Yeah, where do you feel it? I feel it everywhere. You can push people a little bit, but nine out of time times the way I set this product up, you as the customer will tell me how wonderful it is and you'll tell me why you should buy it. And I'll just take the money from you and give you your spin gym. That's what I want you to experience with everything when it comes to your 10 days of pitching. So I would love to take any questions uh, at this time so that you just guys have an in, a chance to be interactive and fun and go, oh, wow, Forbes is so cool when it comes to pitching because it helps you feel confident in who you are. It makes you want to go out and talk to more people, and that's a crazy thing. So I'm going to go to some questions here. How do you always keep your energy so high? That's a very sweet question. How do I keep my energy so high? Well, one, I get up with an attitude of gratitude. I love to stretch and work out. I'm passionate about my sauna what I eat, how I think, and I do take breaks, and I love power naps. And consequently, uh, uh, contrast to what most people think, I sleep between six to eight hours a night. I love sleeping. I also love being in bed. My husband's in bed with me, and he's just cozy and yummy and wonderful, and it's safe. But except for the last two weeks with COVID, I am excited to be out of bed right now. Okay, um, let's see if I can find another question here. When you're pitching somebody, what should you be thinking about? When you're pitching somebody, what should you be thinking about? And I would say the thing you should be thinking about is them. You should be thinking, wow, is what I'm up to really of service to them? Look in their eyes. Am I boring this person? Am I talking too, too much? Or should I, can I back off a little bit? So that's a really important thing for me is I'm always thinking about them. Too many of you are always thinking about you as you're pitching. Okay. I work for a company, she says the name of the company, um, they have a lot of products, how do I know which one to pitch? Okay, number one, if you are in the network marketing world, you don't work for a company, you work for you. Your network marketing company is your supplier of your products. So, uh, okay, I have a product, I have a company that I work with, and I go to ForbesFitWear.com, ForbesFitWear. And if you go there, you'll see the coolest leggings. I've got my little leggings on right now. I own 30 pairs of these, long, short, colors, styles. They're just they're the most comfortable. And I can afford to do 30 pairs because my old company that I used to like charged three times as much. So now I can buy three times as many pants as I want off of the same price. Very, very affordable, great quality. Go to Forbes Fitwear. Now, Forbes Riley does not manufacture leggings, but the company behind me does. I'm not just not telling you their name because it's an affiliate type situation where there may be somebody else that you know who's also selling for that company 
if I told you the name, you'd go to them. I'm going to tell you that me and my company have great fitting leggings and cute little sweatshirts and very uh, comfortable kind of work at home Zoom clothing that I fell in love with. And so I started promoting it. But I don't own the company. I'm a spokesperson for that company. You know the cool part about that? And you should all do this. You should all be spokespeople for other people's companies because then you don't have to manufacture or hold the inventory or do customer services or returns or payroll. There's so many reasons for you not to own a company. Guys, come on. You're all so focused on, well, I've got to get my book out and my coaching and my this. Well, what if yours isn't the best to start with? Find a coach you like and just promote the, the, the coach you went to. Promote what they do until you get so good at promoting that they're going to want to know more about you. Same thing with podcasts. There are some companies out there that will encourage you to start your own podcast. Don't do it. No, no, no. You do not deserve your own podcast. You know why? Because if you did, you'd have one. Basically, what that means is you should not have a podcast until you have an email marketing list, until you've got a list of three to 5,000 people that are going to listen to you. Or if you partner with a company like I did, a very smart idea is to partner with Voice America, well, they will do the marketing and give you an audience to talk to. All you have to do is supply killer content and do all the things they tell you to do, like all the e-cards and all the promotions and take advantage of all their special deals and the social media and their press releases. You do that, then you deserve to have a podcast. I don't care how brilliant you are. If you are that brilliant, but you don't have the business skills, go be a guest on other people's podcasts. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does. So I have different strategies and different philosophies. And uh, when you're on someone else's podcast, all you do is mention, you know, hey guys, if you want a free gift, go to, and now their audience goes there. So in my case, I would say, hey guys, go to freegiftfromforbes.com. Yeah, there's all kind of free things there for you. Free gift from Forbes. Go ahead right now. I'm doing that on my own podcast, but I also have a great alliance. I've been doing a podcast and radio for more than 20 years now. Wow, okay. But now it seems like everybody and their mother wants you to do your own podcast. Why? Do we want to hear you talk that much? No. Pitch someone else's, make some money, and move on. Does it sound ruthless? Yeah, a little bit. It's what called business. Business, they say business is not personal. I think business is wildly personal because I've always been my own business. You attack me, you attack my company. You attack my products, you attack me. I take it all way too personally. And a business usually is somebody's heart and soul. Who said this? I heard them yesterday that it was that a business, you should do what you love. If you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. We know that one. But if you do what you love, you don't mind working overtime. You don't mind because you just love what you do. And it does take time and energy. I will tell you, being resourceful, being in business, generating income, taking care of families, doing payroll, all that's wildly important. Okay. Uh, All right. So what is the difference between pitch and sell? Now, that's a a good, that's that's a classic question. What is the difference between pitching and selling? Wow, too big an esoteric conversation, but to sell is pretty much to close. I made a sale. You gave me a credit card. I gave you the product. Boom, we made a sale. To sell you, I think, implies that I'm going to push something upon you that you don't necessarily want. Not that you don't don't need it. That's the big difference. But you're not ready for it. You don't want it. Here's this, this ring. I don't want to really want a ring right now, but then, well, no, no, you really should take this. And it's a limited time. All of a sudden you feel like you're getting sold. I was on vacation in Mexico and man, the salespeople for condos and vacation destination plans were ruthless. I signed up so I could get the two free massages or $300. That was a great deal. But I also wanted to see the techniques. I'd never sat in one of those. It was horrific. I hated it. Every second of it, I hated um, we were both there and both kind of sick. I wasn't feeling great, but I said I would show up. And so I, I braved, I sat down with this woman and then she said, well, we should go to breakfast first. I'm like, I don't really want to go to breakfast with you. Just tell me what you have to offer and we're good. No, no, I have to go to breakfast with the both of you. Joshua breaks out in a sweat. He is as sick as I am. And I said, baby, you should go back to bed. This is not good. I don't care what she's talking about. We both need to be in bed. And so I said, look, I'll stay. And then she turned to me like a viper and said, well, he has to be here. My supervisors, I said, look, I'm the, I'm the decision maker when it comes to this kind of a thing in our house. So 
I'll let him know what's going on. Well, this is just terrible. If he can't be here, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, who is this terrible for? It's terrible for me. I don't feel good. But terrible for you because you might get one less sale or might not do it the way. And then when I said, could you just tell me the bottom line? What is it you're pitching? What do I, I want to make a decision here. No, you have to take a tour of the entire facility before I, Maybe if she had been a good pitcher, she would have stopped the sales bullshit at that moment and said, you know, I get it. You travel a lot. You're experienced travel. Here's the opportunity. What do you think? But she was told that this is how she has to sell. Boom. That's what I'm railing against in my business, in my life. My mission is to stop because I ended up hating her. I don't know her. Her name was Fiona. And I only know her because she kept my license for two more days. And I was in such a haze. I didn't realize I had my ID with me. And then she called my room at eight o'clock in the morning and I woke up and I'm like, hi, it's Fiona. I'm like, who's like, it's Fiona. I'm like, oh, right. The woman who tried to sell me something and my husband was sick. And she's like, oh, well, I said, oh, well, what? She said, I have your ID. I said, shouldn't you have given that back to me two days ago? Oh, well, I'm like, I know you kept it so that you'd have to, so can you come in the office and get it? I said, no, you can have it hand delivered to my room. I'm still sick with COVID. And then she kind of hung up the phone and I thought, I don't like this woman. She had not for a second. Did she even pretend to care about me? I don't want to buy, I can buy property anywhere. I don't need to be buying it from somebody who I literally wanted to go back and say, look, I will buy exactly your package. If you don't give her a commission, if she has nothing to do with it, because she was the reason I don't want to buy it right now. So hopefully I don't confuse you and I'm on a little bit of a tirade, but I hate being sold. I didn't go up with any money. So I don't appreciate you. I this I was looking at a St. John jacket. St. John was this kind of knit, very expensive jackets, uh, like $1,500 for a jacket. Now, that may or may not be a lot for you. It is for me. Anything over $100 is, is a lot. I was raised with a very poor mentality. I do own a lot of nice things, don't get me wrong, but I always judge it on the value. Um, most people say, well, look, if it's got a name, it should be, you know, it should be $10,000 for a jacket. I'm not doing that. Anyway, it was a St. John jacket. It was about 1200 bucks that I saw it for. I liked it a lot. And they were two of them. They both looked so good on me. It just looked so professional and grown up. And she said, well, why don't you take both? And I looked at this woman who was earning minimum wage as a, as a retail sales clerk. And I'm like, why don't I just take both? I didn't want to say it's because I can't afford it. She says because I can't afford not to. But I want you to be very clear. But she made me feel like, wow, can you buy both? That's a big stretch. You're going to sell this to me because you make a commission. Here's my hope for all of you as we move forward. I've just completely run out of time. Pitch. Put your best pitch forward. Be loving on other people. Give them what they want, what they want. Your products, your services, your time, your energy, your greatness. And let's go out and make this day one of the rest of the year spectacular. From my house to yours, my name is Forbes Riley. You're listening to Forbes Factor, health, wealth, and happiness. Till next time, remember to level up. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon. We'll be right back.